Hi everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi and I'm recording this podcast all about writing from Melbourne. It's not quite as sunny as it was, you know, a few weeks ago and a couple of days ago. It's starting to get chilly and this morning was pretty foggy. But anyways, that's beside the point. This podcast is all about how much I love words and how much I love to write. And also now how much I have this fiery curiosity and passion to find out about other people's writing processes, as well as to keep discovering my own. Now, this episode, a new TV pitch. In fact, I've got a few couple triple oh my gosh that's not even english this you see this is unscripted people um i have a couple of tv pitches that i'm preparing at the moment so in a nutshell in a couple of weeks i'm going to be standing in front of some major tv and film producers telling them why they should work with me or why they should collaborate with me to make some of my tv shows come to life now, anytime you see me not post on the podcast, it's because I need to write. The podcast has started growing legs in such a way that I am going, what is happening right now? I am writing for the podcast, doing the episodes, planning what I'm going to say and share with you guys. But then on the flip side, I'm also taking time out to sit quietly to plan and to write because they go hand in hand. I'm talking about things as they are happening. And this is why this episode is here. I'm about to pitch some TV ideas. Now, I won't tell you all the ideas right now. In fact, I can't really share them because I haven't fine-tuned them yet. But I just really wanted to say, oh my gosh, is anybody else out there about to do a pitch? Because it's terrifying. And it's one thing to sit in a room and podcast about how much you love to write and blah, blah, blah. It's great. But I'm challenged again because now the challenge is that I have grown or I've learned new things since the last time I had to do a pitch. And that's why I wrote about, you know, my Shark Tank Australia audition. One thing that's been on my brain for a while is that I want to be able to read to you guys or share with you some blog posts that I've written in the last two to three years where I've been learning things, or I've put myself out in a situation, and then I would just write it on my website. And you know, a few people would see it and comment and send me emails, but then I went, wait a minute, I am about to prepare some new pitches. They are for TV, but in essence, the same process is the same. The writing process for the pitch is the same. And so I've been reading books again and, you know, watching YouTube and getting all sorts of tutorials on how to pitch and how to write TV shows. I've been doing that in the background of this podcast. But now I've gone, wait a minute, what did I learn from my Shark Tank Australia edition that I need to rethink about now as I'm, as I'm preparing? And that made me think, okay, well, let me go see that blog post. Because often what happens with my blog is that I will write, I'll just get into flow, I'll just write this thing and then it's out in the universe, I've said it, it's out and then you know, I'll you know, link up with people or talk about it with a few people and then it just kind of dies and then I forget about it because I've you know, moved on to the next thing. And So coming back to this blog post, I've looked at it and gone, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, so this is these are the 10 things i learned from my shark tank australia edition and i won't read it out in fact i'll put a link you can just have a read yourself but what a weird and wonderful and definitely more weird kind of moment because now i'm reading what 
it's weird. It's almost like I'm, te- I'm reteaching myself or re yeah, I'm reteaching myself what I learned in that moment. Now I'll give you the background of what happened. Most people know Shark Tank or Shark Tank Australia, Shark Tank UK. In essence, it's a program where you have a product or a service or an idea and you go into this room and you pitch it to a panel of really uh, successful business people or entrepreneurs who have money that they want to invest in businesses or products or new things that will obviously take off. So this show, I used to watch it, it was called Dragon's Den, actually, not Shark Tank UK. It's, it was called Dragon's Den. And I started watching it years ago, years ago. And then there was an American version. And so I would watch that one as well. And then when the Australian version came, I was really excited and I watched the first season and I loved it because these were Australians, people that, you know, were mum and pops or, you know, kids or, you know, people who, who had amazing, amazing ideas, but in Australia. So I found that really inspiring. Then I don't know what happened, but I saw the audition casting call come up on my Facebook or something and I decided to apply and At the time, I think I was applying with my book. Yeah, actually, that is what I did. I went and I applied with my book. And now I can talk about it because, you know, it's done now and that chapter's moved. But I I was so secretive about it because I was so scared. It It was the most terrifying thing I've ever had to prepare for because now it threw me a little bit out of my business, um, sorry, out of my comfort zone because it was all around business speak and business world and investment and this and that. But anyways, I prepared this pitch. So I talked about the book. I talked about my vision for it. I talked about who I am and all the things that I'm doing. And at the audition, the producers asked the hard questions. It wasn't even the panel. The producers were grilling me and It was wonderful and it was terrifying and I didn't get through in the end, but I know why I didn't. And that's what was awesome. So when I stepped out of that audition and once I found out I hadn't gotten through, that's what inspired me to write this blog post. So now that I'm about to go and pitch again, I'm like, okay, let's see what I, what I said. Sorry guys, that was the long intro, but okay. So what was the lesson that I learned? Number one. What the beep (laughs) is your business product or service? Hmm. Yes. That was a bit hazy for me and that Shark Tank Australia audition because I had the book, but my overall business model incorporates the writing, the public speaking, the everything. So that was a bit hazy. Uh, Even when I was filling out the application, you know, they really ask you specific stuff, you know, so how much are you willing to give of your business? And... I think that's where I fell down as well, because I was like, "Mm, I only want to give them my book, not my whole business. But then I don't. So that I think was also unclear. So this is a really good reminder to make it clear from the get go. What is it that I want to pitch to these TV producers? What what is the show? And the other thing is, I've got three shows, three shows that I think are absolutely amazeballs. And yes, I have said that word. So I've got three shows that I think are amazing. And right now I'm still toying up whether or not I should pitch the three. And so have three separate little pitches for each one. 
or I just bite the bullet and pick one. But I'm really struggling to do that because it's not going to be every day that I get to meet a whole room of producers, TV producers, film producers, TV people. So hmm, I'm still, that's definitely something I need to come back to. Number two, you need a business plan. This is what I learned from that Shark Tank audition. And I think it applies again here. I do need a plan and I do have a plan. It's there. It's not set in stone because it's still early days. I'm still testing some ideas. I'm still writing and, you know, I've got a lot of work to do. But the vision is very, very, very clear. And I think it's a lot clearer than it was at the time when I was doing that Shark Tank audition. So I love that. So that excites me that, okay, yes, I do have a plan. It's not perfect yet. It's not perfected, but there is a plan. So, okay, booyakasha. Number three, know your maths. Why? <laughs> have you ever watched Shark Tank? Seriously, if you haven't, just Google it, YouTube, watch one episode. Nothing is more uncomfortable than when people get on there and they say to this panel of successful, smart, intelligent, wise, learned people, I want you to invest $10 million in this stale biscuit. <laughs> okay, that's a really bad example. But, but what I mean by this one with know your numbers, you need to know how much you're asking the investors to put into you and how much they're going to get back. And most importantly, when they're going to get it back. Eee, that was the one that killed me because I was like, yeah, I'd like to get this much and, you know, I need 10% of this. But I was like, mm, I'm not quite sure when you'll get it back. I had ideas, but they were not rock solid. So that's something there where for me going into this TV pitch, it's not necessarily just the cost of producing some of those things. Because I think for the producers, that's their world. They will know what that involves. That's not me. I'm coming with the idea. But to me, this know your maths, I think it talks about know the logistics of making it work or making it sustainable. And for me, that's exciting because I have people who are already willing to support me and work with me on these TV show ideas. So that, that excites me again because I believe in these things I believe they can work and now I'm just looking for that help from people within that within that industry to really help them take off and and have legs so yeah okay I know my maths I know my logistics and then I think even with this is know your capabilities and your limitations half those things I know well and I keep learning more and more about them every single day uh, so yeah, knowing my maths, knowing the logistics, I now know that some of that is not my strength. It's not my strong area. And I now recognize I need to find people who love that, who find joy in that as much as I find joy in coming up with ideas and talking about them. So that is point number three. Okay. Number four, um, read the fine print and do your homework. Yeah, I think this definitely applies with this one. I have been reading a lot. Oh, you people. I seriously have been reading a lot of books about TV shows, scripts, screenwriting, blog posts, um, 
you know, starting to write my own stuff. So reading through the process, like what's involved, it's great to have an idea and to pitch it, but then what happens next? And also doing my homework on what is happening out there in the world? What stories are people telling? What are people producing? What, what is happening? And the thing that is pretty hot right now is that whole 13 Reasons show on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I am fascinated by how much conversation is happening around it. You know, news posts and blog posts, social media. So that's the kind of fine print stuff that I've been doing on the side and research, just sussing out, okay, where would my stories and my TV shows fit? You know, what kind of genre are they? What, what, who do they represent or what, what are the conflicts of some of my characters or yeah, what is the key message? So that, that is definitely an interesting place. And I think with each of my three ideas, that's all becoming quite clear now. And I like that. I like that I'm starting to really know and I'm able to say it in a sentence or two what each of those ideas are about. That excites me. But that only come from doing the homework and seeing how other people put it out um, and how other people write their their synopses or their little, you know, headline or their taglines and, and things like that. So that's been quite helpful because when I stand in front of those producers, they, they don't have time to listen to me waffle and go on. And, you know, on this podcast, it's great. Nobody's here to say, time out. That's enough. Taku. There's no one here. But imagine in that situation, I'm going to have four minutes. That's right. Four minutes to just kill it and to hook them in and to just really just knock them out. So I can't, I can't waffle. It needs to be very, very clear. And doing my homework helps me, um, you know, get clarity about what I want to say. Number five, know your investors. Oh, yes. This one is very, very important. Anybody will say this. I mean, they say it all the time. If you're going to go in and pitch, you need to know who you're speaking to. You, you need to already know why they should want you. You need to already have answers for their rejections. So you almost need to know them well enough to say, to, to say or to understand why they would say no to you or be put off or not be interested and then to come back with why they actually should. So a rebuttal or, um, you know, the defense for your idea or your product. So for me in this event, they've listed all the producers and different people who are coming and, you know, there are a few names and I, you know, gone off and looked at their websites and looked at their work and some of the stuff is stuff I already love. So now it's like, okay, how do I tell the story of what I would like to produce tying into what I feel that specific company or that specific producer would be able to contribute to that? Because here's the thing, I no longer feel like this pitch is about me going in and saying, hey, you, come here, come here, give me this so I can be amazeballs and fabulous, which I think is what I used to think a pitch would be like. No, a pitch to me now is it's meant to be relationship. It's meant to be collaboration. It's meant to be um, creating magic together. So imagine I come in and... Hopefully they think, wow, this is a really fresh, crazy person. We've never seen anyone like this or heard ideas like this before. 
And then they say, we've got years of technical experience, production experience, we've got all the gear, we've got camera people on standby, ready to go, boom, together. And we just make something together. So I love that because now when I'm reading up about these producers or different shows or even other companies that aren't going to be at this event, I'm being a lot more discerning. And I love that word so much, discernment. You know, reading between the lines, getting a sense and a feel for who, who's going to fit, who's going to make sense for what I want to do. And here's the thing as well. I've got three different ideas. They are actually quite different which means that they're not going to be for each and every producer. So now I need to be smarter about what idea I am pitching to which producer. And that, people, is killing me with excitement. It's just killing me with excitement because uh, I can't even explain it. Anyways, you get the point. So number five is definitely know your investors or know the person that you are looking to collaborate and work with. Number six is practice makes pitch perfect. And in this blog post, I actually put a copy or a picture of this book called Pitch Perfect by Bill McGowan and Alyssa Bowman or Bowman. And I'll I'll put it again in this in this um, post. But I loved that reminder that you cannot wing it. If you are serious about a pitch, it doesn't matter how accomplished you are. And look, I've been public speaking for years. I'm not shy on the stage or microphones, but I had to practice. I had to practice. So I'd be in my kitchen and I'd be pitching to myself. or I'd be outside pitching to myself, just swimming those words around my mouth and the ideas and, you know, my start, my middle, my end. How am I going to kill it? How am I going to just, you know, wow them? So... This is good to know again, because I have started just talking to myself and just practicing the pitch like, oh, hey, how are you? So my name is Taku and I've got this crazy idea. This show is about or imagine a show where, you know, so I'm starting to play with words because I am quite animated when I speak anyways. So to me, I'm feeling like, okay, so I'm going to have to do a bit of both because here's the thing. How often is it you're going to be able to sit with somebody who makes the decision about whether or not that show is cool or that person should be on TV or whatever. So I like that there's that element of almost performing the pitch and really saying and showing the passion that I feel about these ideas. And so that changes how much I say, what I say, what I'm going to take in. I might take business cards or I might take some flyers But something is really saying to me right now, I don't want to overthink it. I'm very good at that. So now it's not so much about, you know, the marketing paraphernalia I'm going to have because sometimes that stuff just gets chucked in the bin. If you've got a thousand business cards from a conference or whatever, it's like, oh, too hard. But if I can be memorable in how I pitch, I think that would be better. So I need to keep practicing and just listening to myself is starting to, to help a, a, quite a lot. All right, step number seven is embrace competition. Ooh, yes. And I, I know I keep doing that, ooh, yes, or whatever. It's because I'm, I'm literally rereading this post that I wrote last year. So I, I wrote it in 2016 in February. So it's been over a year since I saw these words. Um, so every time I read it, I kind of remember back 
and then go, oh yes, the competition. When I walked into Shark Tank, um, the audition area, they had it in a hotel and they had different people come in with their products and whatever. And it's sort of like how you see it on the, on the music shows, you know, people are there together for the same competition, but then they're kind of sussing each other out and eyeing each other out. It was a bit like that. And I think I was the only lady for a little while. They had all the other producer ladies helping with the admin stuff. But I don't really remember any other lady. But what I do remember is I sat next to this guy who was so nice. And we started chatting. And then he happily told me what his idea was. And he said, yep, I've got this, um, I've got this, what did he call it? It's called Rhinohide. It's this um, product where you can stick you can stick sort of panels onto a four-wheel drive if you're going to go driving on the beach or in the bush. And when you stick these panels, they're the ones that get damaged instead of the actual body of the car. They are funky. And I remember we were sitting and he's, and he's talking and then he even said to one of the producers, you know, should I go and bring the car and just drive it through the lobby, whatever. So, so he, he definitely felt like a real shark tanky kind of person, the person you would see on TV. And here I was with my little book going, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've written this book about friendship. And what I really liked about this guy, he was so generous. He was so sweet. And he, he, he really liked my book. He, he was really um, supportive because we were talking to each other. Yes, we knew we were competition, but it almost felt like with this guy, nah, he knew he was onto a good thing. And I also felt like, yep, my thing is a good thing. So we saw each other and, and it was okay. It wasn't weird. There were a couple other people who, mm, I'll save that for a comedy show. They were weird. But anyways, this guy and I, all good. So then when I came out of the competition and I wrote this blog post, I think I even said, let me see if I said, if I talked about him. Um, yeah, I did. Actually, I talked about him in point number eight. So I'll say, Point number eight is make friends, you're in the same boat. So this friendly guy, he goes in, he does his pitch, and you can't see anyone, you can't hear anybody else's pitches. So he goes in, he does his pitch, he comes out. Then I go in, I do my pitch, it's amazing, they're wonderful, and then we come out. And then you have to wait because they're thinking and they're processing, should we do it or not? Now, they had a person who was like the money person. Because obviously you're going up and you're asking for hundreds of thousands of dollars. They need for, I think, for due diligence or probity or whatever. They need someone who knows numbers to then test you about the numbers you're asking for. And I think this guy asked for $800,000 as an investment into his business for this rhino height thing. And I asked for an amount that I shall not disclose here because I'm a lady. Um, but there was quite a difference in the amounts that we asked for. And when the, the Shark Tank numbers guy came out and he, and he said to, and he started saying to the guy, okay, so can you just come with me and then we'll talk about the numbers. I was like, oh, wow, this is serious. Oh crap, what am I going to say? But the guy came back, um, you know, the Rhino High guy came back and he was lovely and we just chilled and whatever. Long story short, I didn't make it to the cut, but lo and behold, who do I see on the TV show once the episodes are all filmed and happening? my rhino hide guy friend. You guys, I was so proud. I didn't know this guy. I didn't know him well at all, but wow. That feeling of being genuinely happy for somebody else, it was amazing. And then the investors 
like they funded his idea. So he got the money. And I actually probably should Google what he's doing now. It's been over a year. But he got the money. And I sat next to him and he was such a nice guy. And I just felt like, yes, you deserve it. So preparing for this pitch as well, I know I'm going to be up against some tough competition in the sense that people who have more experience than me, people who've probably already been producing TV shows. In fact, I don't know what to expect. All I know is they're not going to be me. But the thing is to now be confident enough to love my ideas enough to just say, well, that's all I have and that's all I am. And their ideas are equally important or equally beautiful, equally worthy as mine. Which, do you know, honestly saying this out loud is quite an interesting place for me to have come. Um, And I might have to record a separate episode about my ups and downs and challenges with the fear of scarcity. Google that, that phrase, fear of scarcity. When you don't think there's enough, you want to be the only one doing something and no, 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 you can't do it too. And I'm coming, no, actually, I've come to a place where there's enough for everyone and I believe it. So I like that that's how I'm going to walk into this pitch event. There will be other people doing their thing, but you know what? There's enough for everyone. Have you seen how much stuff is on Netflix? Have you seen how much stuff is on Foxtel? Have you seen how much stuff is on cable TV, on on YouTube and whatever? There's just so much that you know what? Everybody's allowed to make what they want because the people who want it will find it. That's a really nice place to to really be at now. Ah, Taku, I'm actually actually killing myself because now I have segued without planning it to into point number nine, which is be no one but yourself. I, I couldn't be anyone but Taku. I, I really couldn't be. And I think that's my magic. The same way, um, you know, I've got a friend called Kate. Her being Kate, as she is in her Katenessness, that is her magic. The same way you might've heard Kerry Q on the last episodes, we're talking about self-publishing or publishing books and writing news articles. There is no one like Carrie. In her Carriness, that is her magic. And when you when you feel like that, like when I feel like this, that yes, boom, I'm gonna walk into that room just as Taku, like just me. It gets me excited. It gets me excited because then that's it. They love it or they don't. It works or it doesn't. They're sold or they're not. But when I leave, I'm going to have lessons for days. I know I'm going to learn. Oh, 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 that's the other thing. Oh, I meant to say this event, the producers are also giving feedback. So imagine I'm just going to walk in real as I am, talk through my ideas, and then they're going to give me feedback. And you get to mix around the different producers and talk to different people. So I'm going to get, you know, a whole heap of different voices and perspectives and thoughts and ideas and feedback. Guys, that excites me beyond words. I can't even deal. I'm just thinking maybe maybe I should record there. But I don't know how I'd do that because then you'd hear everybody else's ideas or something. Unless I pick a producer to pull aside or something. As you can see, I am thinking on the spot right now. 
Um, okay, I won't, uh, I won't get too carried away. Uh, the last point, number 10, I'll actually read what I said. Applying for Shark Tank Australia and the pitching was so challenging. It pushed and stretched me in ways that I wasn't comfortable with and that is exactly what I'd wanted. I was quite relieved when I got the email saying that I hadn't made it through. I knew for myself that I wasn't quite ready yet. I needed to do more homework, refine my maths and crystallize my business plan. Mm. Yep, that's true. Yeah. I love that I am going to go and do this pitch. I love that this is the first time I've ever pitched a TV show, ever. And I love that I know I'm only that step closer to whatever I'm meant to be doing. As in, it's not going to be bad. Nothing bad can come out of it because I'm not scared of being rejected anymore or being told no. Because I know no means there's work to do or it's not quite right. And I know for myself, I'm still learning and testing and growing and writing and exploring. So there is a real comfort in that. And I'm going to keep you posted on how all of that goes. Um, but this is where I am right now. And if I do go a bit quiet, please know I am alive. I'm just in my corner writing like a mad person because yo, when I walk into that room, they need to feel the magic <laughs> that I'm feeling right now about some of these ideas and these words and these stories and these characters. So yeah, I guess that's been my, uh, my little sharing. I came on here, I thought it was gonna be five, 10 minutes of me sharing about TV pitching, but lo and behold, it's 30 minutes. So uh, that just shows you how this is where I am. And yeah, thanks for listening. This is Two Words with Taku. If you're curious about any of my blog posts, you can go on my website, taku.com.au. I've got a tab for the podcast. So that's all the blog posts and episodes about the podcast, Two Words with Taku. I've also got the blog page. So those are blog articles I've written before I started the podcast. So there are lots of different things in there what I'm learning about friendship, what I'm learning about hope, which I've written over the past few years and some of them inspired by different events, like when I did my TED talk and things like that. So if you're curious to see what else I write, that's probably where you'll find it. And if you want to stay in touch on social media, I am slowly but surely working myself through everything. What's happened now is that I've got, what, 20, 21 episodes that I've recorded that I need to find a way to start putting them on social media because I had kind of taken some time out to focus on writing them properly. But now that I am getting a lot more listeners and things like that, it's actually important that I put them out there so more people can see them and then, uh, yeah, share and talk about it or just have a listen. I don't know. Anyways, for you who has listened right through to the end of this episode, you are the person I appreciate. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a fabulous night. This is Two Words with Taku, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.